0: What's up guys, it's Mr. Kaz Wanted to say real quick I appreciate you guys' Support As far as all the support that's coming from All the countries that are indeed Tuning into this podcast Whether it be Germany, Canada Singapore The United Kingdom or the United States I appreciate you all And I hope the best for you And I hope that during this time um, Your life is a lot less filled with stress than it is happiness i hope your happiness is a lot higher and a lot more prosperous than it is amongst all this negative stuff going on in the world all right i had a concept i want to talk with you guys about i want you to follow me on this real quick it's like the shaker bottle concept water shaker now imagine a bottle Okay, it could be any bottle, last a bottle or anything, bottle that you can put a cap on, right? And I want you to put your human body, even visualize yourself next to the bottle. I don't care if it's got to be the same size or not, whatever you got to do to compare yourself to a bottle, all right? Now, I want you to realize, as a physical human, as the organism that you are, you are comprised mostly of what? That would be water. So you're made of mostly what? Fluid, alright? Now, the concept behind this is, with the bottle, it's the same way, right? Fluid is meant, as far as in this bottle, is meant to actually give reason for this bottle, okay, to exist, alright? If this fluid wasn't contained, it would not be in a bottle, hence you would not know anything about the bottle, alright? Think of the soul the same way. Your soul confirms your body. Alright? Now, I want you to do this here. If I had some Kool Aid, a little sugar, and some water, simple as that, right? And I put it in the water bottle. I put the Kool Aid packet in the sugar in the water bottle. And I just put it in there, put the cap on, and just sit it on the counter. I don't shake it. I don't stir it. I don't do anything of that nature. All that sugar and that Kool-Aid is going to end up where? At the end of that bottle. At the bottom. And at this part of the bottle, obviously... That which make the contents of the Kool-Aid and the sugar do not spread without, uh, throughout the water evenly, right? Until what? Till you shake it. Now, I want you to think of this and how simple it is. You as a human being. I want you to see yourself. Now, think of you in the aspect of what you eat and what you drink. And I want you to look at the fact of what happens exactly the same as this bottle will occur with you. When you eat food, when you drink fluid, and you do nothing to shake that body, right? And when I say shake the body, I mean simply this. Physical activity. I don't give a damn if it's jumping in place. Going for a walk It shakes up the contents of your body Hence you already know If you eat A meal and go work out You burn through that right Okay It's the same premise with the bottle And the Kool-Aid and the sugar If you do not shake that bottle The contents Will remain At the bottom of that bottle Therefore, you will not get an even separation of said molecules, said nutrients, said compounds from that particular food or that particular fluid throughout the bottle. Hence, it will take longer for what? It to dissolve. This is the exact same premise when I'm talking about humans in comparison to the bottle, the shaker concept. The water shaker I want you to see everything that you eat settles within you everything that you drink will settle within you what you drink can settle in your blood aka in your veins and this is when you get say for instance a lot of mucus built up aspect of you have mucoid plaque that gathers immensely in the stomach lining when you eat particular foods anyway, but especially throw inactivity on top of it, if it facilitates its growth. Think about if you do not shake that bottle with that sugar and that Kool Aid in it and you leave it there at the bottom for days and days and days, what happens when you finally tilt it over? It's stuck. At the bottom, it's stuck. It'll take a bit before it moves. It's become like syrup within the water. Right? The same premise of your blood when your pH ain't balanced. All the soda, all the excess liquor, all the excess beer, these things will settle and become thick. Hence the whole premise Of the illusion of being tired Upon say for instance eating immense amounts of food Drinking a lot of liquor And gradually getting tired You gotta understand that it's settling in certain parts of your body And as we know food once broke down becomes a part of the blood Okay? Realize that the less you activate your physical body, the more prone you are to catch diseases. The more prone your organs are to being stained by fluids and and, uh, foods that you're eating. And when I say stained, I mean literally. Think about these foods that say, for instance when you look on the back label have dyes directly put into yellow, red, green, blue, all this stuff right it means nothing to a person who really doesn't realize that if you're genuinely eating trash and not trying to do nothing physically to actually shake your body that it will settle just like anything else that you eat hence when we have future problems that are built off of constantly stacking this particular substance whether it be food or what you drink in your body without activation of the physical you know capacity it's going to cause these diseases in the future every time And it's due to the fact that your organs are genuinely getting compact and compact. I want you to realize something real quick. I'm going to go off because I'm pretty sure I made that water shaker, the water bottle concept pretty damn clear. If you put contents into your water, into your body, make sure that you dissolve it. Make sure you actually use it. Make sure you actually make it purposeful. Otherwise, the nutrients only store within you. And the longer they store within you, the less you have to work with, the more you are inactive. Your body is taxed trying to keep all these things. Now, I want you to realize this. A lot of people have this question about what really they can do to lose weight. What they can do to particularly lose their, their big gut if they feel they have one. Or how to get rid of you the know, aspect of excess fat on the stomach. I want you to realize literally this. I want you to know that your gastro lining is constantly, it's one of the most worked parts of your body, your intestinal tract. I want you to realize that everything that you eat and understand the last time that you particularly have eaten where you did not do any physical activity after, right? Which is fine. We can't do it every dang time. But, think about it. And realize that you still have excrement in your intestinal lining. Now, why is this the case? You have to understand that, and this is straight intelligence right here, once you follow, straight off the What you eat, one day, May indeed not be the next shit that you take. Okay. I'll repeat again. What you eat today. May not indeed be. What your next shit that you take is comprised of. I want you to know. Three fourths of the time. When you have the aspects of not having your body. Balanced or pH balanced. Your stomach still got. Got. You know, in it, you're more than likely shitting meals out that were from days, even at times weeks ago. A lot of people don't understand that we've been taught to eat more than we induce ourselves to physical activity after we eat. So, particularly, eating is either a reward in most cases, or is literally meant to make us go ahead and do a physical activity now i want you to realize like shaking that bottle when you are physically active your organs are moving i want you to realize that's literally what's going on and as they're moving you're shaking them too so know that when you do things such as like fasting for even a day or even intermittent fasting where you don't eat for a certain time throughout the day and then you eat after and then whatever the case be or you make sure you drink a majority of fluids during the early time of the day before you get to your first meal things like this induce this washing effect over your organs now when you actually physically activate your body i want you to realize that your temperature increases you're like a teapot literally the more you move, the hotter you get. And this is clearly what makes us perspirate while we get sweaty and things of this nature. But I want you to realize that we expunge toxins during that time. Now, the factor is, is that all those toxins ain't just coming from, oh, it's coming straight out the blood. A lot of these toxins are coming from all your organs, including your intestines. Okay, now, the aspect of this is important. Why? Because your intestines, when you're doing physical activity... Things that are inside your intestinal walls loosen up, okay? So this is why, and this is real shit. When you really actually are activating your body, physically doing a lot more work, doing a lot more physical activity, you're going to realize if you have that gut, if you have, you know, you feel like you got a big stomach, things like this, when you work out more and more and more, you're going to start to notice you're going to want to go to the restroom a bit. Until your body balances out. Why is this the case? That's what naturally should be occurring because the heat, the index of the body, is changing. You see, things can only be still in a body that's low temperature. Mucus can only exist in a body that's really low temperature, aka when it's low in electromagnetic energy, kinetic energy, and you're not producing enough electric impulse throughout your body, you're not going to actually cause. Any of the melting away of what it would be the mucus, the plaque in the bloodstream, all the way down to the mucoid plaque in the stomach, um, excrement that's stuck in your intestinal walls. These things do not release themselves in a place of dormancy. So I want you to realize the more you physically activate yourself, the more prone you are to actually healing yourself. Now, this is the reason why this is important. There's a lot of people who genuinely, there's two roads you can go with this, really. If you want to be point blank, period, real quick. Because you have the aspect of fasting, which is completely making absent um, or completely cutting to a major amount how much fluid and solid um, food you're taking into your body. And then you have on the other end where it's physical activity that is your main You know, and your intake of food and or fluid uh, may be the same. But the aspect that you're releasing toxins more during physical activity, because during dormancy, you're probably eating. Now, the person over here is fasting. Once you realize why this is important and why I believe a lot of people in this world who are in extreme levels of what would be physical discomfort. When it comes to aspects of um, very gassy. To feeling like there are certain like, pauses of the heart. That I'll call them. Like where you'll literally feel like your heart's going hollow for a second. And you feel that sharp pain in your chest. Things of this nature. This is literally blockages. I want you to realize that when you're fasting you're blocking off all sources of what actually build that plaque that mucoid plaque mucus all that stuff in your body and when you think of that if you're inducing yourself to do such you're naturally by breathing are going to cause a higher amount of electromagnetic impulse in your body breathing is the number one source okay of direct contact with electromagnetic frequency this is why meditation is so important learning to control breathing breathing exercises are extremely important due to the fact that they literally can heal you from diseases why because you're actually increasing your heat index of your body when you're breathing why is your heat index increasing because your electromagnetic uh, magnetic current within your body is increasing Especially when you breathe deep. Now, give you an example of why I could say this in the aspect of something that you can relate with. When you get really cold, you do what? You start breathing panting. Okay, what seems to be? The whole aspect of panting, the body does it by convulsion. To literally increase your heat index. This is why when you're cold, you breathe and pant, and it's not due to the factor of a shortness of breath; it's the fact of a shortness of heat, forcing the breath to move at extreme levels and speed during exhale, uh, exhale. Excuse me, exhalation and inhalation cause an increase of the heat index of your body. This is why. When you hear of Buddhists and other monks around the world and shamans and African things of this nature, when they control their breathing, there's a lot of them that can say and that have shown directly in science as well through being studied upon, which is not something that is unknown, that they can control heat index, a.k.a. of their bodies. So if it's too hot outside, they can literally meditate in a scorching sun, 115 degrees with no shade and cool down their body. Same with the opposite, if they're in the winter or in a place where it's frigid and meditating without a source of heat to find comfort, they can increase their heat index. These are just particular aspects of the benefits of just breathing. Because when you're fasting, breathing becomes so essential due to the fact of how much space is being made in your body. A lot of people have shortness of breath Due to the fact that their body is full already. A lot of people also swallow the air they breathe. Which, in general, when we talk that, the benefit of swallowing air has to do with the aspect of literally expanding your organs as air resides in it. Hence, why when you swallow air, you tend to do what? You burp. To expand your organs, to expand. You know, your canal of what would be your throat, things of this nature to induce a higher amount of oxygen intake. Now, I want you to realize when you're shaking this body, a.k.a. shaking this bottle and all the nutrients and everything that you've put into it are beginning to spread evenly throughout the fluid within your body and within that bottle. I want you to realize now that everything that was granulated a.k.a. that Kool-Aid packet in that sugar and a.k.a. that food and that water whatever you've been drinking it literally is dissolving so as it's dissolving your fluid depending on what you ate and what you drank may get thicker and may get thinner alright now this is why there's certain herbs that actually thin out your blood there's certain things that actually induce your blood to get thicker that you can eat and things of this nature to so realize how important it is due to the effect that the more that you eat a certain thing that makes your blood thick the more predominantly your body is going to be conditioned to feel it has to remain that way same with the aspect of it's if it's too thin so this is going to right now to the main addictions that we probably can see in our day-to-day life right now aspects of say for instance overabundance in drinking, and overabundance in eating. Two of the main sources of exactly what I'm saying. The eating and overabundance can cause extreme thickness of the blood. Overdrinking can cause extreme thinning of the blood. Now the aspect of why you don't want to do this is because over encompassing elements, your body is literally a chemistry set. I want you to start realizing that. Everything that you put into it is supposed to go together. Now, I want you to realize the more you know your body, the more you'll know which actual cellular compounds respond to what you eat and what you fuck with. You will know, say, for instance, if I eat that, I tend to get tired as hell. If I eat this, you know, I feel more energized. And that's just two simple examples. But you got to realize. The more in tune with your body you are, the more natural it is to actually feel these sensations. So you actually feel what you're eating. A lot of people don't even know you should feel what you eat. And when I say feel, it's not just oh I'm full. No, you should literally feel the effect of what you ate. And to a lot of um, to a lot of people, the effect of what you ate. A lot of people believe it's supposed to be this, feel, this feeling of, oh, I'm getting tired. This is what a lot of people are used to. And this is due to both the elements of all the holidays that we celebrate, what we eat on those holidays on top of that, and then just in general, what we eat throughout the day, what we drinking. We don't understand that as a mass people, you know, as a particular body of society. We are not taught that. So, the aspect of the importance of herbs and things of this nature, take away from a lot of that. Um, but you be that discomfort, the illnesses that come with that. See, there's nothing wrong with eating. There's nothing wrong with drinking. You just need to be stirring your body. Stir the pot, shake the bottle, so you can actually benefit off of what you consumed. There are some things you indeed can consume, and they do work for you. Now, these are things that you consider almost on the level of like superfoods, okay? And this is still, I still throw all of them, all herbs into the superfood category because every single herb is extremely beneficial. And they all, at least for me, tend to give immediate effects. Now, I want you to realize, the more you live your life, and the way that they claimed it, and when I say they, the people who are out here telling you that you need to be eating this, 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 and this, drinking this, this, and this in order to be full, in order to say you had an efficient meal, you're no longer going to understand your own body. I'm going to tell you that right now because you're giving someone else the ability to do that for you. A lot of people don't actually sit down, think about what they've consumed, and even more so, a lot of people don't even just eat and go and do something a lot of people go and eat and actually just sit down so we gotta realize that the inactivity is what's causing a lot of illnesses more so than anything else because you gotta realize the body is capable of a lot of shit it's damn near completely infinite in its capacity it's only due to the person who particularly is saying exactly the same words I'm saying We're all, to an extent, you know, have different compounds and elements that work with each other. But this is why the importance of knowing DNA, cellular makeup, and things of this nature, and the humanoid body types, this is why that's important. Even to know if you're an ectomorph, endomorph, or mesomorph is an important quality. But then when you throw that in with the whole aspect of cells and DNA, And your ancestry and things like that. So you can know like even what your family ate. And you can see what they, you know, used to that effect, you know, to get that energy that we seek. When we eat the trash that we eat now. You start to realize, okay, there's a pattern that's being made here. I'm told that if I eat this, I will get this. Instead of back in the day when we would, we would get this if we ate that. That's how we thought. So the whole role is switched. Now we feel if I eat this, then I can get that. Not if, oh, I want that particular type of energy. I know I got to go and look for this. See, this is why that's important due to the fact of as you look to the, the effect of what you eat, man, just to say simply. A lot of people can't, can't even identify what the fuck they're eating. Okay? Let's just be 100% true. Especially when you consider if it's just chips from the stove, you know, particular drinks, fucking pop, even damn half water, don't even, you don't even know what the fuck it ain't, man. A lot of this stuff to that effect, you cannot even identify. And it's due to the fact that we feel that, oh, if I eat it first, then I'm going to get this. So I'm not worried about what I'm really eating. I just know if I eat, then I'm going to feel this way. That's that's what we've been taught. That's how a literal animal thinks in the wild, man. Do you not realize that? This is why you won't see a jaguar just out of nowhere be like, Man, my pH fucked up. I'm about to go eat some bananas, some fruits. You're not going to see that unless they're induced to do it. Because it's outside of what? Their natural response. It's outside of that. Why do you think humans... Why do you think it's, it's precious to be a human? Because you have a literal distinction of what the fuck you can put in your mouth... That's real shit. So when you break it down and realize every day, half the shit that's being advertised to you, whether it's on billboards or on a damn commercial or whatever, you literally don't know what the fuck in it. Is. You really don't know. You really don't fucking know. That's, that just has to be accepted. We can't play stupid. We can't be like, oh, we didn't know. No, enough of the ego. Let's look at it for what it is. Half people do not even know what they're consuming, and then the other half know and don't care. And there's just it's just a small percent that actually like okay, if I eat this and I eat this, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna feel the way I want to feel. So I'm looking for this feeling. I can't eat these if I want that feeling. You see what I mean? Is we we can think. Conscientiously of our own damn body. That's something that animals, particularly predators, like we try to think ourselves as humans are. That's how they don't think. Mm -hmm. Keep up with that. You see, we, we, we believe that the strongest human is the one that consumes the most. But when we look at the saying of quality over quantity, who wins? Let's be for real. I don't give a fuck how much you eat. I don't care how beneficial what you're taking in is when it comes to the amount. If you're getting all the food you want. If it's not actually... Aligned with what you're trying to do. If you know you can't be eating this. Because this is going to happen to your body. Don't be the dumb. Dumb to do it. Because we sit here and wonder why we get ill. Out of nowhere. Or why illnesses be building up in us. And we don't know for a long time. And then we turn around and act like we really didn't know. That's how life works. You're a living chemistry set and a chem buster, physically walking on two feet, able to talk and everything. And you telling me you just throwing anything in your mouth like a garbage disposal. Think about it. And even if when you think about I'm from, I'm from the projects, man, of Illinois. All right. So eating to survive is something I know much of. not being a product of my environment at this point, I understand a lot of what I was eating at a younger age was definitely not healthy for me. It didn't do nothing for me. It's directly what I'm saying. It got me through the day. But I wasn't thriving. I was just surviving. I was doing what I had to do. And my mother, and my you know they was doing what they had to do to provide for us. What they could. Being a grown man now, looking at it for what it is, I got a literal responsibility over what I put in my damn mouth. That's crazy. When you think about it, I have a literal responsibility of what I choose to drink and what I choose to eat on a literal day-to-day basis. You're the first and the last person to make that decision. And the thing is, is that Me being a martial artist on top of that and being quite athletic in the majority of my life has helped me, you know, not be too affected by that which I've eaten. Yet I still have felt extremely taxed. I have gotten down in the far past and gotten, you know, cold and, you know, getting ill and sick from eating an overabundance of stuff that I know I shouldn't be eating in overabundance. I'm very thankful now to this point where I have the ability to choose what I consume. And the fact of when I look at the world around me and realize that they have a literal agenda clearly to feed you anything but what I think for myself I would like to consume, that's what I realized. A lot of people don't realize how simple it is, man. Who taught your ass to like a cheeseburger, bro? Who taught you how to like a cheeseburger, sis? No one taught you that. No one came... You, okay? you telling me no one taught you that? That's impossible. How'd you end up liking macaroni and cheese? How'd you end up liking roast beef? How'd you end up liking coleslaw? You realize that these things came before you, right? Obviously, okay? Yeah. So, of course, we've been taught, right? Of course. We've been taught to like certain foods, certain cuisines, certain appetizers. Everything that we was taught to like made us turn our back. On what was growing on the trees in natural habitat. Ain't that funny? While you turned around looking at the dinner table waiting for a burger. Not giving a damn about vegetables, nothing, no fruits, nothing, no herbs, no superfoods, nothing like that, right? They peeking around your, your damn shoulder to see if they can slip the shit in in, in the damn burger. Because you know a good burger... Is a fully equipped burger. And they come with everything on it, right? Unless you're a picky motherfucker, but you get the point. Motherfucker ain't gonna sit here and throw a literal hamburger patty on a plate and slide it to you without no bun, no nothing. To, that's not gonna... No, that, that doesn't make it a cheeseburger, right? That doesn't make it a hamburger, right? No, it doesn't. So the very elements of what you like that comprise three-fourths of the foods that you say you enjoy to eat. Three-fourths of the time ain't even made out of what you should. And then one-fourth of the time, they using the same shit you don't want to eat to make that shit look good. So it's crazy that the main course, aka what naturally occurs in the habitat, became a garnish to some shit you would have never knew about Had you not been introduced to it, you feel exactly what I'm saying. I want you to realize there was a point in time where eating a fucking apple, man, was was a far more first initial thought to your brain than I'm gonna wake up and eat a damn cheeseburger. That's I want you to think about that. Ain't nothing wrong with a cheeseburger. Ain't nothing wrong with some shit. Everybody got their choices they can make. But I want you to realize, the psychology behind this shit is one reason why most of these motherfuckers eat the way they eat. A lot of it ain't actually got to do with them actually liking it. You like it because you saw other people doing it and they gave it to you. And due to you trusting it, them, them people, a.k.a. whether that was your family, friends, whatever. Now here you are, always down for a damn burger. You see how simple that worked? Had it not been that way, how hard would it be for you to accept something as delicious? If you never knew that it was actually delicious before you got it in your mouth. You have to trust somebody that told you, like, man, this is great. Like, this actually tastes good. Hey, bite it. Try it. Trust it. It tastes good. You have to get convinced to eat the shit. That's initially. That's initially... You gotta realize the power of your brain over recognizing that every time you choose to ignore your body when it's screaming for help, when you feel what you eating, what you drinking is genuinely taking vitality out of you, you're basically convincing your, your mind and everything in you, every fiber of your being, that you genuinely don't care. You're not concerned with having energy, with retaining vitality. You're not concerned. Your emotional disposition is null and void due to the fact that you will consume anything. That's literally what it is. Think of literally, that's that's what it is. You're not selective in the aspect of what you know you've been taught to eat. You're not looking at it for what it is. On top of that I guarantee you damn near don't know any of what fucking makes the shit. Especially these chips, things like this, these these processed foods and stuff, y'all y'all gotta realize, man, that's how they killing motherfuckers on top of everything else. Everybody worried about viruses, worried about all types of you know, another person coming and getting you. Y'all don't realize half of y'all, y'all own murderer in disguise. That's just real shit. I said it one more time. Half of y'all do not realize y'all are your own murderer in disguise. Y'all killing yourself and don't even know it. But in the back of your head, you know something. You clearly know. If you actually, if you know, you know. You feel me? That's real talk, and a lot of people don't understand what you eat and what you drink and influence a lot of how you think mentally too. I want you to think, all right, I got something for you because this is an actual sci- uh, a scientific, uh, actual area of study: gastroenterology. It's the study of the relationship between the brain and your heart and your uh, relation to those two processes to your nervous system. And explaining how your stomach operates like a brain due to the fact that your stomach is made of the same fibers, same fibrous like substance that your brain is made of. This area of science confirms that what you eat can change what you think. You be this is why the whole saying you are what you eat is actually real. This isn't some gimmick. This is real. Gastroneuroenterology. It is real talk. You got to realize that Just as the saying goes, you become what you eat, there's another part of that same saying. You become what you think. Hmm. 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 Does anybody think anymore? (laughs) Like, what do you think about? Does anybody think anymore? Of course we do. But what do you think about? When you look at it in that manner, and you realize, damn. So you telling me, Kaze, that everything that I'm eating and everything that I'm drinking literally influences my stomach when it digested to actually convert it and send signals back to my heart confirming the value of what I just ate, which then the heart sends a signal to my brain letting me know what I should think. Yes, that is indeed what I just said. You are that strong. Your body is literally that capable. If people know these types of aspects of study, or just in general, you wouldn't even have to know about neurogastroenterology. If you listen to your own body, it wouldn't even matter if you knew about it because you would already know that what you eat affects you. People like to act like that don't matter though. And the people who genuinely act that way don't care about their own future. That's just being for real. That's being 100%. Let's not play games. Let's not be, let's not play. You're not worried about your cellular future. You're not worried about your your composition of your body is outside of your concern when you're eating to survive. You're literally eating just to be here. Until you find a method in a manner where you can consume food to thrive. If you're not doing that, You are surviving your entire lifespan. A.K.A. you're eating anything that's introduced to your face. Without any moral compass on what you know you would rather consume. Why? Because you have no rather. You have no choices. Mentally, other than, I must eat. Be real. We gotta start looking at it for what it is. Your stomach is a brain. Your stomach is connected to your brain. It gives signals. Every time you eat and drink something. Your brain is affected. Can literally change the process completely of what you think and even what you feel. This has been Mr. Cosman. man. Letting y'all know, I don't care what you're doing in your lives. we all in different positions. We eat what we have to to get to where we were going to be. Just never slow up on your understanding of knowing that what you consume has a lot to do with even your own behavior. Your own outlook. And of course your physical composition and the health of your body. Now once you to realize you have a choice every time you eat, regardless, whether it be the healthiest or the, the crappiest of food, your first and foremost thing is to be physically active upon consuming food or before consuming food, okay? Then you can find some value in what you're eating, even if it's minimal, you'll get that. Why do you think on the side of it real quick why do you think in prison when you got dudes that's spending five or more years go up in there thin as paper and come out what we consider to be swole, big you know, real big strong it's not that what they ate did it for them. That's not what did it for them. Because I tell you right now, damn it, every morsel of food you're getting up in there is not supposed to be in you, hundred percent. They throwing you all the processed food you can eat, all the trash meat you can eat, everything. They ain't throwing you nothing cuisine, bruh. Right? They ain't they ain't making nothing real for you. But you realize even for those who have been in the inside and realize this exact thing that I'm talking about right now. It's due to the effect that you have these dudes getting big because they doing more if not equivalent to the amount of what they eating in physical activity. So, these dudes staying on the yard, lifted, even if they going in, fucking going in the cafeteria, and eating some damn ramen news, eating some damn Cheetos, you got when you when you think about that, it's like, oh, okay, so basically, if I literally do high intense workouts, I can literally get stronger, regardless if that's just getting bigger, getting stronger, getting faster, regardless what I'm eating. Yes. Because that is a survival tactic of the human biology. That's that's a survival tactic. You physiologically supposed to process as best you can. off for whatever you can consume. Point in, point in blank. Is that just because you can consume some, some shit. Don't mean you need to consume it. Now in that example I'm saying about. Individuals who are on the inside. All my blessings to them. But they know they ain't got no control over what they eat, man. But one thing they got control over what? Is how much they will remain active. Whether that's in their cell, outside in the yard. Think about it. Mentally and physically active, regardless. Are you going to remain docile and stagnant? Or are you going to get moving and improve What's going on? That's really the position that you get when you find a, a sense of hermitism in yourself. You ain't got to be on the inside to realize this element that those who are or have been realize. That you have to utilize what you have. And learn to be a minimalist To an extent where you know you have, you don't always have time in this world, but time is not something that you're privileged to have. No one told you before you was born, like, I guarantee you, you will be here for this amount of time. No, no one told you that shit. So when you look at it for what it is, man, take it in full stride. Realize that psychologically, those who are on the inside getting big off of eating, whether it be, you you already know. It is nothing that we genuinely, by choice, would really want to have if we knew better. But that don't mean they can't. They can't utilize what they have. That does not mean they can't do that. And when you see the extent of the human psyche in the human body to want to actually still go ahead and improve, even off eating straight jump, then you realize, damn, this is what's occurring with these guys. When they're coming back home and they three times, two times, five times bigger than they were when they went in. You got to realize what's going on here. The same element occurs outside of here in the streets. In the ghettos, in the slums, all across the world. We got people who ain't getting the food they need, man. And when they get it, they already in that state mentally. I got to consume You see how that conditioning just worked for you, man? It works to to foil you. It doesn't work for you. It foils you. And it bends you just like foil too. Over time. This is why, man, you gotta be... Even when you think about bodybuilders, man. The force feeding of oneself, man. Forcing yourself to eat immense amounts of food to gain mass quick. Think about it, man. Think about how many bodybuilders, legendary, all my love to them. I'm a high advocate of keeping in shape and things of this nature. So I got nothing but salutes for them. Just think about those who were in that position, bodybuilding, who have passed away from illnesses. That were associated with overeating, man. A lot of these dudes is eating. They ain't doing. They ain't hitting cardio, bro. Let's keep it real. I'm too goddamn big. If you that big, I'm, I doubt you hitting the jaw, man. You're not gonna do that. Especially knowing you being a bodybuilder, you have a standard where you need to increase size of certain parts in proportion to your body and get an even proportion as you do it. You, It's hard to do that if you're a bodybuilder and still running and trying to keep it. That's too much. You can't be a bodybuilder doing that. You won't retain your size. So even commercially, when they're talking about bodybuilding, man, they're killing you. they killing you, and they know it. They know they're killing y'all. Because they killing y'all just like the rest of us. Just know that they got particular plans depending on what you like to do. And if you don't know the red flags then you're going to be just as much susceptible to the same shit your predecessors may have also fell victim to. And this is in every facet. But when we're talking about something as important as what you eat and what you drink, man, that will never end to the end of your life. That will never end. That's something that you constantly have control over until you're gone. This ain't a one-shot thing. Unless you make it one. Make sure to shake your bodies up like that bottle. Stir the pot a bit. Mix up that Kool-Aid and that sugar, man. And let it spread evenly without you, man. Excuse me. Throughout you. So you can actually get what you eating, man. In full, in abundance, actually nutrient dense, become that, and don't just be something that houses food until you shouldn't, it's pointless, you're eating by, you're literally eating for leisure, if you're literally eating outside of the aspect of to heal yourself, and that's fine. We can enjoy ourselves to the extent that we allow for ourselves, depending on what we feel that enjoyment is. But no matter who you are, whether you're a carnivore, full-fledged, omnivore, herbivore, I don't care what you is, you need to be active. Because all three got something in common. Y'all all all can die from overeating and over, over drinking. So balance yourselves out. And realize the importance of physical activity. And without physical activity, you literally have no point to eat. You might as well be photosynthetically taking in your energy from the sun outside. Which in general is something you also can do. But that's a whole nother conversation. You guys take care. It's been Mr. Cosman. man. Got nothing else for you on this. Just realize the value of your bodies, man, and stop treating it like. Like it's common commodity because it's not something that. It's refundable. You can't bring your body back and be like, I want a new one. You can't do that right now, at least. If you even want to feel that way, you can't do that right now. you here with this one that you have. The one that you're particularly sitting here listening to right now. This is the only one I got right now. As well. So I have to make full value of what I have. Likewise with you. And you're fully capable. You guys take care.